Not for radio. Uh, so I think it was last week on the radio show, we are chatting about a massive night I had uh, with my mates on the Gold Coast. I think it was about 18. Four of us went over. Schoolies. Uh, no, it wasn't schoolies. I think my, explain, schoolies is like a massive party for mm. all the people that have left school and just turned 18. If you haven't turned 18, you just party in so it's hotels. the Australian version of spring break. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it wasn't for that, but I remember my sister was living over there at the time and she was set up in a flat and so was a mate's sister, so we just went over and stayed over the summer break. And I remember getting there as well, being young bucks, were like, oh, yeah, let's go and get heaps of booze. And there was no Ubers or anything back then, and taxis were kind of expensive. We didn't have a lot of money to rub together. We went down to the local supermarket and stocked up large on beers, like basically blew three quarters of our budget on beers, and the rest we'll worry about later. <laughs> and uh, we got back to the flat, and they were like, bro, what would you get middies for? And that's I was, brutal, eh? When, the, when you, when you, so it's a mid-strength beer at three and a half percent, where all of the rest of the Australian beers are like six percent. Yeah. So, geez, we had, good thing we could drink like fish things. We had our work absolutely fucking cut out for us. Um, but we did it anyway. So we had this massive night, and uh, long story short, just in case you listened to the podcast the other day, the radio show one, woke up buckled, hungover, mm. mate's phone was going berserk, mine was flat. Went to go outside to get some fresh air, fresh 35-degree heat air, uh, and then realised that I was missing my shoe, and I was like, oh, that's a bit weird. And then my mate finally answered one of the phone calls coming through, and it was my parents looking for me. Apparently, I'd lost my shoe, like, quite some kilometres away from where I was staying, and, and my driver's licence. no shoe. Absolutely. dropped that material. on the ground. I can't remember. I actually remember being scared, like, running from something that night, and because <laughs> there's not a lot of – there's a massive memory loss. Like, it was a, Snake! <laughs> nah, I remember it being – I'm being more scared, like, we're going to get fucking hiding or something. Anyway, my poor parents were just beside themselves with worry, and they were calling the hospitals. How shit. funny is it that you went and, that quick, you blew a shoe out? Like, just <laughs> – Turf the trainer mid sprint. <laughs> I don't even know if it was you like, must have been fucking scared. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, maybe that's how I lost my shoe when I ran off from that person. That's just it's, it's a feeling. I don't really have a lot of memory. <laughs> Such absolute fucking shambles. And then uh, the person actually dropped it back my shoe and my driver's license back to the flat we're staying in. And then I paid them an alcohol, which I didn't feel like fucking drinking because I was so hungover. I was like, here's some Judy Ray. Here's, here's 3,000 3% beers. Yeah. Fill your boots. And it reminded me of um, a buddy of mine. Let's just call him Meeston. Because that's, that's his, his fucking, fucking name. <laughs> <laughs> so him and his mate Tiger were on a full send in King's Cross in Sydney, Australia. Explain that for um, the international listeners. Uh, a very colourful part of Sydney. Um Great place, like awesome bars, real underbelly of uh, interesting characters there. There's literally a TV series in Australia called Underbelly on the <laughs> King's Cross. So yes, it's got an underbelly. Yeah, this yeah, and this was this is a number. Of, this is about twenty odd years ago. Anyway, so it was it was at its at, it, at its peak. There was people fucking getting shot in drive-bys and like disappearing and underworld figures disappearing left, right, and centre at that time. Yeah, because MTV offices when I was at MTV were on Yurong Street, which is like basically one street over from uh, the cross. That yeah. was kind of that was when we would go out from work, we'd go out there. Uh, but anyway, Meeston and Tiger went out and they sent it and managed to stitch together two or three days, and weren't in good shape. So. Um, Eventually, when they called it quits and woke up, Meeson woke up and looked down at his arm and from like the back of his hand to up his shoulder and into the uh, 
like the front part of his body, his chest, say the pec, he had this line work, tattoo line work. Oh, fuck. Massive, massive sleeve. And it was horrendous. Like, <laughs> as in just the dumbest shit cobbled together pictures out of like nothing matching, no cohesion. No, it was just like he would have flicked through a clear file and gone, that one, that one, that one. Like a five-year-old ordering fucking lollies at a pick and mix. And so his whole arm and chest in this shit outline. And uh, he was like, holy fuck, what has happened? <laughs> and so what this had is happened is he had gone in to the t- this tattoo parlor at whatever time in the morning, like, I don't know, 11, yeah. off his head. And most tattooists are like, well, oh, you're probably not in a great not in a great space to be choosing one of these, you know, life-changing decisions where you get a full sleeve made up of patchwork of various different clear file artwork. <laughs> um, but nevertheless, who am I to stand in the way of a great payday? Because that probably would have been about five, five, ten grand's worth of work done. Oh, so it wasn't just a lot. They were, they were finished tattoos. No, no, no. So... What he'd picked out, they'd done the the stencil transfer and put the transfer onto his body. But before they started, they're like, you need to pay for this up front. And so he had swiped his card, but his card had declined. And if it hadn't declined, the work would have been done. So he just had the transfer and he he sent sent us through pictures and it was like, Cartoons opening up their bum holes and like, you know, weird like fish riding jet skis and like it was just the shittest collection of tattoos. But he came within uh, like a, a credit card extension of having the worst sleeve tattoo in history. Do you remember there was that thing back in the day? And I don't know if it really happens now because I think your cards just declined. But sometimes you could just keep spending. Like you'd be like, mm, pretty tight. Pretty much got nothing in my bank account. I'll try and buy another round. And it would just go through it. I feel like it was like at a unarranged overdraft. Yeah, and yeah. it was at a time of night where, um, like later at night when the banks are doing their between roll- eleven and one. Yeah, they were doing their rollover. It just fucking go through, and you just be like, I don't know, it's still working, but I'm gonna have a great night. Yeah. And then the next week, you'd eat noodles for a yeah. week because you'd be absolutely broke. Yeah, there's a consortium of bars, very well known consortium of bars, which would settle their tabs between eleven and one and not let them run any longer because. They would just encourage people to hammer piss and then they'd be like, Rightio, you need to settle up your tabs between 11 and 1 and they could swipe it and all of them would go through and they wouldn't fail. If they went before 11, then they might bounce or if they went after 1, they might bounce. So if you jammed it in that sweet spot, you could fiddle them through and make it a tomorrow problem. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, isn't it just pushing it to tomorrow the best thing ever? Because it's the nights you don't plan. Like He wouldn't have planned to go on a four-day bender. Nah, well, nah. You go. You gotta go. I'm gonna send it, but fuck, f- rolling four days in a row is pretty good going. Yeah, and and his work kit too. Like still, steel caps, high vis <laughs> shirt, stubs. <laughs> like, how do you string together four days in one place? Wearing that. A uh, jump on the show notes, and if you've made a uh, absolutely wildly drunk tattoo purchase, and you've gone through with it, your credit card didn't decline. Uh, by all means, let us know because on the show notes you'll see a link tree, and it'll say, "Send us a yarn. <laughs> we want them." Tattoo yarns are the best because, like, <laughs> it used weird. to be like once they're on, they're never coming off. Like now, you can just laugh at somebody knowing that one day they can get laser. <laughs> we did these back-to-back trips: one to Thailand, one to one to Las Vegas. I 
ran into the girl that went on the Las Vegas trip, and Flinny, my old co-host, got YOLO tattooed across his lower back in pirate font, his first only, his first ever tattoo as a tramp stamp. And to make him feel better, a chick got the same thing. And I saw her at the pub. She was wearing jandals. I was like, you must be that one. And then another chick that we took to Thailand came back and was like, look at these Thai symbols that I got. And the staff were in hysterics. And she's like, live, laugh, love, pray, eat, like whatever it is. And it was because she was so hammered that the Thai tattooist wrote, this mouthy fucking bitch and die on her body. <laughs> oh, got him. Yes. Yeah, yes. she's like, eat, laugh, live, laugh, laugh. And they're like, no, 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 no. It says, you fucking mouthy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing. Righto. Uh, cheers to Downloaded. We're going to be back with a uh, another teaser as we head towards Not For Radio relaunching on the 31st of October. Oh, I'm excited. And when you click on the link tree in the show notes, uh, everything is there. That if you want to follow uh, the pay, the Facebook page, Instagram, TikTok, all that stuff's all there. Bloody appreciate you. We'll catch you tomorrow with another one of these. Not for radio returns in two days.